0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio.
1: The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I am joined, as always, by producer Hay Wiley, associate producer Armani Buckets, how are we doing? Gia? you were in Las Vegas yesterday. I thought you would get stranded there because you took the flight. Generally speaking, I, I, I like flying there and flying back. The flight um, it defeats its purpose when you have a six-hour delay. Um, how did that go?
2: Yeah, it was exhausting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm on like little to no sleep right now. Um, I was supposed to leave at like 3.45, 3 o'clock, and then um, I guess due to weather, uh fortunately not a strike or anything like that um which has always been in the works due to covid protocols and stuff like that because uh the airlines are a federal entity but um yeah i i did not get home until like midnight so oh, it, it's wow. I'm, I'm pretty tired i'm not going to lie yeah it got pushed back i guess um i talked to a, one of the flight attendants and they said that originally the they had to upgrade their plane because it was that it was a smaller plane, and then they had to upgrade the um, the plane to something larger, and it still was a um, over extended flight, so oh. it was fully packed in there.
1: Yeah, I was uh, keeping up with you on the social on the Instagram. So uh, <laughs> glad you're back. Um, Another a group that looked tired last night, and we've talked about this all year it seems like this is like a growing trend, and I, I don't know if it's ever going to change. The Lakers go into Memphis, a big game for them, because um, you know, we've, we've talked about the goal for this team and I, I know it wasn't the goal at the beginning of the season to get that number four seed. You know to get that number four seed, you'd have home court in the first round, you're in that four or five matchup. Um, and obviously, if they want to do that, they have to uh, beat the Memphis Grizzlies. So they go to Memphis last night. As they normally do, they play a first quarter, and then it just totally flipped. Like, uh, it, it, and Frank Vogel talked about a post game, and we'll hear from him in the second segment. But just for whatever reason, and not that they had a big lead, I mean, just became a very casual team. Turning the ball over, not playing aggressive enough. Uh, the Grizzlies beat the Lakers 108-295. The Lakers are now back to five hundred, thirteen 13 13-13, guys. I mean, th- 26 games into the season, they are a five hundred team. And I wrote in the morning column... Hey, listen, I mean, if if this team, which has been a 500 team through the first, you know, when I wrote it, it was 24 games, now 26 games. If they somehow have a turning point, let's say tonight and win 60 some percent of their games and multiple people within the league said that's not going to happen. Like, I know you think it is. I know a lot of Laker fans out there think it will. It's LeBron James. The fact of the matter is. We've seen this team play with their big stars, so th- this is not about Trevor Ariza coming back. This is not about none coming back. Or th- as as long as the big three are on the court, how have they looked? And quite frankly, they haven't looked that good. Armani, I mean, what do you? I mean, th- 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 we've talked about this. LeBron tripled the double night. Um, Anthony Davis, twenty-two points. It's not like these guys aren't playing well, but as a team. The pieces just don't fit.
3: It's Yes, it's exactly that, Arash. It's that last night, it was a night that if the Lakers were a very good team, you could just be like, oh, a night like that happens along the course of a season. The problem is that they haven't earned the right to have a night like that. I mean, Memphis is one of the hottest teams in the NBA. We talked about it going into the game. Again, that kind of game is going to happen throughout the course of a season with 22 turnovers and just looking sloppy. But again, they haven't earned that right. I want to know if you guys think if they lose tonight, could Vogel be gone by the morning? That is
1: a great question. That is a great, great question. And I, I mean, I'm going to say I don't think they're going to lose, but shoot, we've seen them lose twice to the Thunder. If they lose tonight, he is gone. I, and I... Uh, we, we, we've talked about this with Nick Hamilton. We've talked about this on the show. At what point do the very patient Lakers, and I will say patient because if you remember back with that, you know, Steve Nash, Dwight Howard team, poor Mike Brown, and I say poor Mike Brown because five games into the season he gets the boot. Five. They, they, they Again, they were 0-5, but still. I mean, five games into the season. Um, at this point, he's been given 26 games. If he loses to not only the worst team in the league this year, but could go down as one of the worst teams in league history, I don't know if Frank Vogel has enough juice to um, stay as the head coach of this team. And because here's the other thing, guys: like they do have coaches in on the staff that. I think could come in and and, and do the job. And, I, and I'm not, listen. Frank Vogel is a fantastic coach. And when I say that, let's not forget he won a championship. But I know he, he he had a great team. On paper, he has a great team this year. Defensively is where I've always felt. At, at the very least, a Frank Vogel coach team is going to have a good coaching, sorry, good defense. They're not playing good defense. They're not rebounding the ball. They're not taking care of the ball. And, and, and so, um, yeah, if they lose tonight, and I, and I it's going to be fascinating, David Fisdale or John Lucas, my, my guess is David Fisdale, who's been a head coach, who's been with LeBron since his Heat days, my guess is he would be the next in line. And it, you hate to say this, but maybe just maybe that's sort of the reset that they need. Maybe you're you're you look at like a good man lost his job because we couldn't play. Let's turn this thing around. GA, I mean, listen, if they lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, I, I, I don't know if Frank to Nick Hamilton's point. I don't know if David, so sorry, if Frank Vogel's key card will work.
2: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with all th- uh, all of you. Um, with with Nick, with <laughs> with you, Rajan with you, Armand. Uh, how sad is it that we're even talking about this, though? I mean, the man won a championship for the yeah. Lakers two seasons ago. It's kind of like the coach O um, Orgeron's, uh deal, right? He wins a championship two years ago, still gets let go. It's the culture. It's the yeah. Lakers. The Lakers are used to winning. The Lakers are used to always being, you know, in the conversation at least of vying for a championship. And right now. That's just not the case, right? So um, we're talking about like playing spots and we're talking about maybe getting the fourth seed or the fifth seed or the sixth seed. We're not even talking about, you know, okay, when, when we get to the one and the two, who are we going to play? Are we going to get this? And, you know, you're, the Lakers aren't even thinking about that. You know, they're thinking about, okay, well, we got to win this game. You know, we got to win that game. We got to, like, they're not even contemplating like, hey, we got to get the number one and number two seed. We, we should be vying for this right now. Um, but it is kind of sad that that's going to be, that, no offense, I mean, this is LeBron's team. At the end of the day, this is LeBron's team, and I personally think that he should be held accountable a little bit for it, but that's just oh, yeah. never going to be the case. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, right? It's always going to fall on the coach's shoulders, whoever that coach may possibly be, and unfortunately right now it's Frank Fogle. So, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a must-win situation for him to keep his job. That is for damn sure.
1: Yeah, that, and, and, right. and, and, you know... I, I hope this doesn't happen for Frank Vogel, but we have to speak in reality here in uh, you know, twenty six games into the season, You're thirteen and thirteen. Obviously, Uh, this is a a great point. Like I I do think if the Lakers lose tonight, I I don't know how Frank Vogel can keep his job. David Fisdale is a fascinating story. A guy who grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised in Los Angeles, um, went to San Diego, was an assistant with the Heat during LeBron's entire run there, so went to four straight finals with them, won back-to-back titles with them, was a head coach with the Grizzlies, and with the Knicks obviously didn't win there but didn't have a team like this um you know sometimes just a again I know he's an assistant but it's different when you become the head coach I mean you really have to sort of try anything you possibly can and they're getting to a point now guys where 13 and 13 you I mean you do have to start thinking about like 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 at what point are we going to turn this around and because I think that they they they, they leaned on the fact that LeBron wasn't a healthy for 10 games or so we've seen LeBron and the big three play again, Russell Westbrook's played in every game. I think Anthony Davis has played in all but one game. I mean, the the majority of the stars that you expect to, to help this team win a championship have been healthy. Um, and the problem with the losses, and I think people forget this they're like, Well, we didn't have LeBron. You don't need LeBron to hold on to a 26 point lead against the Thunder, you don't need LeBron to hold on to a 19 point lead against the Thunder, you don't need LeBron to beat some of the worst teams in the league. So, like, you know, just because they didn't have LeBron for those games, they should have found a way to win. Armand, I mean, you know, if David Fisdale becomes the coach, I mean, again, he's an assistant on the current staff, so you got to imagine if he had any thoughts on how to change things around, he would. Sometimes that does spark a team. Uh, what do you think that would do? I mean, I mean, do you do you think David Fisdale could maybe like LeBron's going to start playing <laughs> like he should?
3: I, I I completely agree with where Jihei was was going with that. Is this is all on LeBron's shoulders to me, LeBron and Polinka. because the thing is, what kind of coach is going to make that much of a difference to make guys be motivated to do their jobs? These guys night in and night out come in and just look unmotivated. Charles Barkley said it the other day about Anthony Davis. It looks like he's passed his prime at, at age 27, <laughs> 28. And that's, that's the main issue. Coaching is not going to solve the underlying root cause of all these problems. So if they want to uh, scapegoat Frank Vogel, by all means, go ahead. The problem is still going to remain. It might get a little bit better, but the thing is, this is a roster construction issue to me more than anything else. Oh, there's no, no doubt
1: about that. And whether it's because of Westbrook or uh, or a variety um the, the turnovers for this team. I mean, just needless, careless turnovers. I mean, you, got to, you talk about 22 turnovers last night. At the very least, I mean, again, when you talk about what is a Frank Vogel coach team, it's kind of, he's kind of like a football coach. I mean, he really prides himself on defense and taking care of the ball. They're not doing those things this year. And so that's why I, I don't, I, I, listen, you don't want to see Frank Vogel lose his job. But if the, if the two tenets of this man's coaching career, defense, taking care of the basketball, they can't do either one. And again, we're 26 games into the season, right? I mean, so like, at what point have you seen enough to say, hey, for whatever reason, and we can't explain it, we can't put our finger on it, and we're not saying it's totally his fault. We do have to look to do something. And you can't just ship out superstar players in this league. It's it's hard to make in-season trades that'll totally change the complexion of this team. Listen, they're going to definitely tweak the team. But to what extent they can, I'm not sure. The easiest, simplest solution oftentimes is replacing the head coach. And so if you look at what's happened with this team 26 games in, and obviously, certainly if they lose tonight, that's a wake-up call and then but, but by the way you you could do that and it's not gonna mean a damn thing because Mike D'Antoni when he came in that didn't change anything a, a, a lot of that I still think to, to this day, had to do with the Lakers and Kobe thought Phil Jackson was coming back and not that Mike D'Antoni is not a bad not a good guy but um Steve Nash's career was it was basically dumb they didn't know that at the time uh so Mike D'Antoni comes in and they didn't really turn around that season until like late in the season, and Kobe just really put the team on his back, and unfortunately got hurt, and so. Um, gee, I mean, what what kind of a, a a change could a coaching change have, though? I mean, because we've seen it work in different directions. I mean, we have seen teams turn around their season with a new coach, so it has happened before. But I really think at this point in the season. I mean, if these guys aren't trying hard, I mean, if these guys aren't playing defense, if they're not taking care of the ball, like I can't imagine a, a guy who's currently on the coaching staff. So it's not like they're 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 um, they're so someone new's going to come in. I just can't imagine it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah,
2: I am with Armani on the I'm with Armani buckets on this one. Um I think that motivation factor is going to come into play a little bit. Maybe they'll get a little fired up to be like, "Okay, we need to motivate our season. We have a brand new coach that's probably like going to or a, our assistant's getting bumped up. Maybe they can relate to him a little bit more." I don't know what's going on in that locker room, right? Cuz we're no longer allowed in <laughs> cuz of COVID. Yeah. But um but at the end of the day, yeah, rotations need to be made there There needs to be something that needs to be shaken up um you know maybe this and this sounds horrible because I know that they get paid an astronomical amount, but maybe some people need to be benched, some stars need to be benched, some wake up calls need to be need to happen um and they need to know that like maybe this isn't their show anymore i I don't know, I don't know what needs to be done to be honest with you, that's the only thing I can think of that would drastically change. Uh, the dynamic, right? Let these yeah. young kids maybe play a little bit. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, something needs to change.
1: Yeah. Um, we do have to get into some college football news because there's an interesting story brewing that has something to do with UCLA. And the Oregon Ducks, uh, the, the Ducks are making a push to bring back Chip Kelly as their, uh, new head coach. Again, he was their head coach before, uh, Chip Kelly, of course, took the Oregon Ducks to the BCS national championship game back in 2010. Um, Listen, he's he's, uh, he's in his fourth season right now at UCLA. He, he's had his best season there this year. They're going to play in the um, Holiday Bowl in San Diego. But he is in the fourth year of a five-year $23.3 million contract. So next season... Is the last year of his deal? I mean, if I'm Chick Kelly, I think at this point, and I have a chance to go home, if I have a chance to go to the the uh, school and the program where I've had the most success, and despite the fact that he's had a good season with UCLA, he's on the hot seat. I mean, you got columnists doing front page columns after they beat USC and score sixty two points on him, basically saying, D- forget that, like he sh- he should be gone. Um, you know, if that's the reception I'm getting locally where there's a lot of people within the program and there's a lot of people at UCLA, he's going I- into his contract year. So there, I, if I'm Chip Kelly, I want one of two things. I want to be let out of my UCLA contract and I'm going to go back to Eugene or you give me a long term contract extension. I can't imagine UCLA doing the former so I do think there's actually a good chance that Chip Kelly goes back to Eugene uh, guys, your thoughts on that.
2: I mean, I will say this. He loves it here. Yeah. You know, he, he uh, that being said, <laughs> he may love the South Bay. He may love living in California. He may love, you know, those boys that he brought up, um, which by the way, he did bring up this. Um, I believe he he's going to Inglewood or um, th- this quarterback. That's supposed to be phenomenal uh, next season um as a freshman i don't know if he would actually play if he would take that um you know red shirt year but yeah. uh he's supposed to be amazing uh, i think he scored like six touchdowns in a he threw for <laughs> six touchdowns in one game it was phenomenal but um but anyways um he does love it here that being said money talks you know oh, yeah. so if they're willing if they're willing to extend his contract and give him more in oregon and give him basically what he wants so the prodigal son can come back I wouldn't blame him for leaving. I wouldn't blame him for being like, you know what? I'm just going to go back home and yeah. have this cushy little job. So, um, But I love Chip, so I would hope that he would get the, that extension that co- in that contract, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, he's done really well for the program considering that yes. UCLA is not a football school. So let's get real. Yeah, that's the
1: thing. I mean, people forget. I mean, this is not a football school, and they play at the Rose Bowl. And you could talk about how historical the Rose Bowl is, and it certainly is. But it's not on campus, and it's been really hard historically for them to get kids to come out to watch UCLA play at the Rose Bowl. And certainly if they're not a top 25 program, and they haven't been uh, for quite some time. Uh, So, mm, you know, listen, then going to the Holiday Bowl, and I think this will get resolved before then, but, like, Chip's had a good season, and the number one thing that I think he wants is stability. So, again, that's why one of two things has to happen here. Either UCLA allows him to leave and he goes back to Eugene, or they give him a, a long-term contract because right now he is a lame duck coach, no pun intended right there. He is, uh, you know, he, he's going into the last year of his contract, and he's technically, depending on who you talk to, kind of on the hot seat again. So don't no matter if they've had a good year this year, um, you know l- 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 let's say, for example, if they lost the um, holiday Bowl and he doesn't have a great year next year, like they're not going to bring him back. So if I'm chip, I'm trying to find a place where I can be long-term, you know, where where I can kind of plant my roots again. And it's hard to recapture what you did before. Again, Chip Kelly was one of the best coaches in the country, and the Ducks were one of the most exciting teams in the country. That was coming up on 12 years ago. And, it's, by the way, it blew my mind that it was that long because it th- they were always so hip and ahead of the curve, and their jerseys were so cool, and they were at, like high-flying offense. And it was just – it was amazing to watch. But now that I – you know that that was ten years ago, eleven years ago, twelve years ago. So um, hard to recapture that magic. I'm not saying that they can't do it, but uh, yes, again, Chip is a, a great guy. Hope that he gets the contract he wants and and goes to the school he wants. I think he will be back in Eugene, which opens the door for the UCLA job. And I joked about this, and I don't know who's going to come here. Lane Kiffin's a hot name out there. Now I don't think UCLA is going to do that, but you know that would make. For a very fun rivalry, USC-UCLA. I mean, that would add so much juice to that rivalry. Obviously, Lincoln Riley here at uh, USC, but for, um, man... If if Lane Kiffin came back to Los Angeles, not to coach USC, obviously, but to coach UCLA, that would be very, very interesting. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, again, a lot to unpack here with that uh, tough loss yesterday. The Lakers losing to the Memphis Grizzlies, falling to 13-13, 500 again on the season. Um, When we come back, we are going to hear from LeBron James, from Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Frank Vogel, just trying to figure out what's going to happen going into and, and we touched on it. This is a must-win game tonight against Oklahoma City. Must-win if you're Frank Vogel. I don't know if you're gonna get back on that team playing if uh, if you lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder for the third time this season. You're talking about, about an Oklahoma City Thunder team that lost by 70 points to Memphis. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back right here on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 the man in Las Vegas.
0: We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show. On a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around...
1: Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. Again, tough loss for the Lakers last night, dropping them to 13-13 and 13 on the season. They are a 500 team through 26 games of the season, and they have LeBron James now. They have Anthony Davis now. They have Russell Westbrook. They have had them for a good portion of the season, by the way. Uh, it's just It's just a very frustrating season so far. Frank Vogel's on the hot seat, must-win game tonight at Oklahoma City. Before we kind of talk about that Thunder game coming up tonight, let's now hear uh, from LeBron James, from Russell Westbrook, from Anthony Davis, and Frank Vogel about what went wrong last night. Because once again, this was a team that led in the first quarter, had a nine-point lead, not a big lead, but was playing well. And then for whatever reason, there comes a point in the game where they get casual, stop playing defense. They start turning over the ball. I mean, just uh, it's you know, you can have these games if you're a good team. You cannot have these games if you have championship hopes but you're a 500 team through 26 games of the season. All right. so now let's hear from LeBron James Anthony Davis Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel after last night's loss to the Memphis Grizzlies that has dropped the Lakers to 500 That was a 48 minute game
4: so That's what balls boils down to. I had a lot of energy tonight from start to finish, and I just try to, you know, translate that into my teammates, but it's a 48 minute game, and they played well and got the win. What your finger figure on some of the, the lack of consistency throughout the season? Well, tonight turnovers killed us, and we've been doing a hell of a job over the last seven games, uh, averaging only 12.5 turnovers, and tonight we had 22 for 27 points. You know, and, uh, that's been like our Achilles heel before the last seven games and tonight at But, I mean, it's fresh from the game. So, you know, obviously, you know, they lose and frustrated from the, from the loss and, you know, how we played at times throughout the game. Um, you know, we had an opportunity to, you know, be a good team that's been playing extremely well, especially at home over the last couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, we didn't do that. We got to do a better job. Um, we're playing a team tomorrow that's beat us twice. And uh, we got to, you know, take that challenge and uh, be ready for that. You know, two of my turnovers was passes that I make all throughout the year. It was over-the-top passes, one to AD, um, through a short. One was the mellow, through a short. Tried two cross-court passes, two of my shooters that got deflected. And then one of them was uh, uh, a cross-court pass to, uh, just a swing pass to to Russ that, that got uh, picked off a of pick six. Um, all of them controlled, all of them terrible all in the first half and I knew that I had zero in the second half so I made the adjustment uh, no, it's all about you know toughness played no role in this game you know, both teams got gritty at times played good ball like I said you know we had careless turnovers Um, we had some second chance points Um, but defensively I thought we were really good defensively we just uh, turned the ball over and You know, um, you you hold a team to 108 points, um, and 27 of those is off turnovers. Um, Defensively, we were good. Offensively, we were not good at all. Uh, Well, Frank said it. I mean, uh, obviously, it's been challenging, just inconsistent uh, lineups and minutes that you log with certain guys. Um, So, you know, we just whenever you're on the floor with whoever you're on the floor with, you gotta you try to be in the plus, um, you know, and do, um, you know, what the guy you know, before you, you know, is able to do, if he's able to build up a lead or, you know, if he was not playing so well, you try to pick him up, you know, so, um, you know, but, you know, it's been challenging for sure. Uh, well, we started again, we got every loose ball. We was quicker to the loose ball. Um, you know, and we, we built, uh, I believe it was a 29 to 22 lead. Um and we had a chance to, you know, close a quarter up seven. Um, they took a three at the end of the quarter and missed it. And we had a chance to rebound and either go up nine or just go down seven. We did not get the offensive rebound. We missed the offensive rebound, did not get the loose ball. Uh, and, um, you know, Tyrus Jones, he missed the first one, and then he got a wide open look on the second one and nailed it. Um, so, and from that point on, uh, we were not good with the 50-50 balls.
5: <laughs> yeah, simple. we just got to play the same way. Not hard, in my opinion, my you know, but hey, individually, we all got to own up to what we do, understanding what our jobs is on this team, and then we have to execute it.
6: Did you feel like there was <laughs> some of that building from the game you played last year? Ah, not
5: really, nah. Um. What I say? No, you try to answer it again. Good try though. Right, what did I say the first time? Yeah, I said right after. No, so, my... no, don't get confused. You asked me. You said did it carry over from the clip game? I said no, 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 no. You all, you followed up and said so. Did it carry over? You asked the same question. So the same answer is what. Thank you. There you go. You. Just so we're clear, you understand? Just you uh, just. Yeah. Uh, kind of, uh, are, are you surprised that you're off eight, and then all of a sudden, kind of the energy shifts like it did
4: in the first quarter? Of the kind like of first quarter. Like Where are you surprised that like,
5: those kind of things are still happening? Um, I mean it happens sometimes and then uh, you kind of got to figure it out as the game go on when when it happens teams make runs we have to individually talk to each other and figure out what's the best thing that we can do to make adjustments when teams are making those runs (laughs) you're a funny dude Dave you're a funny guy bro (laughs) you're a funny dude Man, just try to make the right reads, man. You know. Uh some that we could take away, some that just happened, you know, some stepped out of bounds, some loose ball turnovers, some that if you actually watch the game, you can see like, ah, oh, well that's not, you know, the happens to the best of us. Live ball ones are the ones that we worry about, where they can be able to uh, you know, give points over turnovers, uh, which is something that we can work on. Oh, um, you know, when nights like this, we know what we're supposed to do. We know when we're supposed to take and win games, regardless of who's playing. But this is it. This is the NBA, and these guys are professionals just as well as us. Uh, we had to do a better job of taking on the challenge because we know when everybody's playing the Los Angeles Lakers, we going to get everybody's best shot. We know that from the start of the year, and um, we understand that. But we got to be able to own our shit.
0: Simple as that. <clears throat> uh, we can expect the one with twenty two turnovers. Uh they had eighteen steals. Uh eighteen steals, uh <laughs> fourteen offensive rebounds, like it just don't give us a chance to set our defense, you know. Um and doesn't get us a chance to get a shot on the, on goal every time down the floor. Um, you know. You got to do a better job taking care of the ball. Uh, I think it was a lot of, you know, unforced turnovers tonight. Um, and when we do that, like I said, our defense is compromised. You know, they're getting out of the transition. Um, there might be three guys on the baseline for anything, and now they're on the four on one, you know, three on two, four on two, whatever. And uh, we can't get set. Like you say, they scored shit they there almost every time on, on our turnovers. Um, games uh, we have. Some games we didn't. Tonight we didn't. Against Boston we did. You know, so uh, you got to be a more consistent thing. You know, that's our biggest problem right now, consistency. Um, We come out (coughs) certain games and don't play how we're supposed to play. And, you know, games like Boston, we come out and play great. So uh, we got to be a more consistent team if we want to. Truly compete for a championship. And, um, it's a mindset thing. You know, we, we understand that we're going to get everyone's best shot. What well, we don't understand, but you know, we have to understand that we're going to get everyone's best shot. Uh, we can't control about, we can't control misses or makes. Um, but what we can control is our, our effort defensively. I mean, you know, we try to hold our hats on, you know, being a top five, you know, top three defensive team and we haven't been. Um and so we gotta we gotta change that quickly. Um so it was just tonight it was game twenty six and um we just can't even though I think we're in six right now, game and a half, two games whatever out of fourth, like we can't keep um you know, taking you know, a step forward and two steps backwards. You know, so we gotta we gotta we gotta fix it quickly. No, um I mean they they're in the the league for a reason, like all these guys can play, make shots. Um, and it, I think when their star players are now, uh, are out, uh, we have to lock in even more because these guys have no conscience. You know, they want to come in and beat the Lakers, beat LeBron, the AD, beat World. Like they want to beat Melo. They want, they want these things, you know, say, you know, I gave the Lakers 30, 25, whatever, you know, so, um, you know, these guys, I already feel like they're the underdogs when they come in, especially without their star players. And we got to play like we're the underdogs, um, which now at this point in the season, the way we're playing a lot of games, we probably are. You know, we got to be able to um, have that mindset. that we got to come in and, and be scrappy and be the more physical team and and play like, you know, we're the underdogs. <sighs> um, it's a battle just because, like I said, if he got it going or Russ got it going or whoever has it going early, you know, we want to keep feeding in the ball. Um, but also try to get yourself in the rhythm and get going as well. So, I mean, I think, um, we've been doing a good job of kind of figuring that out, but, um, it's games and sometimes during some parts of games where, uh, we kind of get lost, you know, one player get lost or, um, some of our role players get lost. Um, there's no movement. Guys don't know what to do. So, um, <clears throat> we just got to make sure that we, we're moving the basketball, uh, getting everybody touched. It. Even if a uh, guy has it going, um, you know, as long as everyone touching the ball, like he might get the shot, but you know, we want to make sure we're moving the ball side to side. Everyone touches it. So it I felt, felt, uh, felt like, like they are, um, out of the rhythm, out of rotation, um, out of the swing of things. So just got to get better at that. But. Um, personally, honestly, I think we'll be fine, man. I think we'll be fine. You know, we just got to, there's no switch that we can hit. We're not, it shows in games and and over the course of the season that we don't, we can't hit a switch. So we got to go out here and, and grind, um, be the more physical team and start getting wins by any means. Recording
4: in progress
6: to come out there was a you know two three minute stretch without a stoppage and we were on a run so you know he, he he got extended on his first run um held him out to start the second quarter as a result and we didn't start that quarter i don't think very well like i said i gotta look at the tape but the second quarter is where you know the energy of the game shifted you know um our turnovers went way up um we didn't rebound the basketball we were slow at every loose ball and, uh, there was just too much of a casualness to, uh, to our approach, you know, after we got that early, early lead. It wasn't even a huge lead, but we just, we got casual. We started turning the basketball over. We stopped defensive rebounding or gang rebounding. You know, if you need five guys to come back and rebound with Steven Adams and, you know, we didn't do either of those things well enough in, uh, in that second quarter. It looked like you tried
4: to just line up twice in the second half and try to change that casualness, especially best of
6: no, you know, that, that wasn't really about that as much as, you know, um, again, we're, we're trying to find our, a consistent lineup, you know, and starting an AD at the five and Brown at the four, basically, um, you know, works against a lot of teams. This team we knew would be challenging with, with Jackson and Adams. Um, you know, started the game pretty well, but the second quarter, like, we couldn't get a rebound, you know, so, um, Defensive matchups, we thought we could put A D and, and Dwight in there, use Dwight's minutes against Adams, knowing that they're downsizing with their second unit, we would do the same. Um you yeah, know, but it wasn't enough.
4: Right. How describe the nature of the Uh
3: approach
6: and pressure you know, turnovers are, are always all shapes and sizes. There's, there's never one thing. Uh, I do feel like we, we failed to make the simple play, you know, especially in that second quarter I had open guys and, you know, we're trying to, trying to uh, force the ball into, into a crowd. Okay. When a simple play is ahead of you, you know, with guys open, um, there's two plays that stuck out for me, uh, uh, during that stretch. But like I said, there's, uh, you know, there's all, all shapes and sizes and, you know, you just have to play the game with a, a level of ball security, uh, to win a basketball game. And if you're going to turn it over 22 times, you're going to have a great chance of losing that game. So, you know, something that, uh, you know, we're going to continue to have disappointing losses as long as we turn the ball over like that. Frank, um, you guys
4: have such a veteran team. So guys know that just because the team is missing guys, or missing guys last minute, it, it, it shouldn't matter. or doesn't matter. Um, uh, when when the team went out to, to pretty controlling
6: the felt like it could it. Um, Are you surprised that a veteran group would show that kind of like you said that guy's kind a of mess of that went up in that moment? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I was. I'm surprised. I've seen it happen with our group this year. You know what I mean. We have to foot, keep our foot on the gas and and continue to play. Um you know you would hope that it's not not like that that that's not the case but you know we have seen it with this group and you know we just got to find a find a way to you know prevent that from happening yeah we hit our guys hard on their turnovers and we changed the lineup to help on the glass and there's the two biggest things that lead to you know more goal attempts you know we talked about that they got 13 more shots up because we're not rebounding the ball and we're turning the basketball over like those two things gets you beat so um you know, we address both those things at halftime. Right, no. We talked about the, the stop and start nature of women's yeah, We feel like
5: has to happen to have an effort? Something the that actually kind of manifests into consistency.
6: Yeah, we feel like it's going to happen. Um, we keep getting disappointed when we think it's, you know, we think it's there. We think we've had that, that moment. Um, you know, our biggest battle, our biggest problem this year is consistency. You know, once we take one step forward, okay, we we fall back and we have a disappointing performance, and uh, we got to find a way to catch ourselves from that.
1: All right, that was LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Frank Vogel talking about a very disappointing loss against the Memphis Grizzlies again. I mean, if this team's hope, if this team's aspiration is to be a top four seed in the West, and again, you know, you 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 have to walk before you can run here. I mean, that's they got to beat. The Memphis Grizzlies again, we get it. They've been hurt this season. There's been many games where LeBron James has not played. But on a night like this, you got LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis, you've got Russell Westbrook. These are the kind of games that you have to win. And now you go into a, a really, quite frankly, a must win situation against Oklahoma City. Not only because you don't want to fall below 527 games into the season, but the job of Frank Vogel, I truly believe, is on the line tonight. You cannot have a situation where you lose for the third time this season to the Thunder. Again, worst team in the league may go down as one of the worst teams in league history. Um, and the way that they lost those those two games to the Thunder this season, blowing a twenty six point lead, blowing a nineteen point lead. I mean, if, if tonight they blow a double digit lead against the Thunder. I just think it's really unlikely that Frank Vogel will make it to Christmas as this team's head coach. And you hate to say that. I think Frank Vogel's a fantastic coach, but he really hangs his hat on defense and controlling the ball, taking care of the ball. And, um, you know, the fact that, that they've been turning the ball over a ton, the fact that, you know, uh, they, 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 they can't play defense. And, and so when, when you bring in a coach who's known for being a defensive coach, when you bring in a coach who, who kind of really harps on controlling the basketball, I mean, they had 22 turnovers last night. Unacceptable. And uh, many times this season, they have just played way too casual. Casual with the basketball, casual on the defense. And you can have those kind of games. You can have those kind of games when you are a championship team, when you're a good team. You're going to have lulls now and then, but on a night like this, when you're, you know, playing for a, a top four seed, when you are, um, you know, trying to again turn the corner, you know, coming into this game, they had won three or four games. People had said, okay, maybe just maybe they they, they had turned the corner. And again, in the morning column, I had mentioned. You know, listen. I know that they're a 500 team, but you know, if they can win 63 percent of their games moving forward, maybe they get to 48, 49 wins. And I got multiple people within the league saying that 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 that's not going to happen. I mean, they we've we've seen enough from this team. I can tell you, they are not going to win close to 50 games this year. And and if that's the case, they're not going to be a top four seed. They are, um, you know, going to be in that six, seven, eight. Uh, seed range, play in game. Again, I, I touched on it, but I mean, this could be, I mean, if if they lose in the first round or I mean, let's just say that they they find a way to, to win in the first round and lose in the second round, this could go down as one of, if not the most disappointing season in Lakers franchise history. Big game tonight. Normally not a big game against the Thunder, but we'll see how they do. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, and stay healthy. West side,
0: west side, west side. To live and the Arash but Markazi Show
1: a on a new box.
0: generation because of radio. So the all like the new and mightier everybody 1090
4: AM. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. tears as we worry, brothers close to heart.
5: What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about a brother got smoked by a fiend. Turn a loss on a blind to a broken man's dream. A hard
4: lesson, court cases keep them guessing. bleed walking ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Ghost remoter.